So during the uh, ceremony, what we're going to do, I'm going to talk for a bit, and then uh, during the actual ceremony, what we'll do is Jessica is going to be leading the group. We're going to go, we're going to be the first ones to go around and circumambulate the Buddha and put tea on him and then uh, put some flowers on him. And then um, we'll come back up here because we've got stuff to do up here. And then um, uh, Jessica will start the Heart Sutra at that point. And you'll be, you'll do the same thing, same thing, circumambulate the tea and then the flowers and everyone just follow her together. So you all will do that. Um, and then the people online, I don't, I mentioned, I sent an email, I don't know if anybody got it, that, that you guys too could also do this ceremony where you are, if you have a baby booba, Buddha, 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 you can do the same thing. Or uh, if you don't, that's fine too. You can just have some, if you have some flower petals, if you've gotten some, you can um, spread those around your altar and maybe the pathway that you're walking inside your house. That would be kind of a nice way to kind of improvise if you're not being here in person. So, <clears throat> Um, before we start, I would like to express endless gratitude to the Stone Creek Zen Center um, for this talk, actually. Um, I'm using their talk. It's, I think it's so lovely, and it's kind of going to be a tradition now to, to use it. So anyway, we will appreciate the fact that they came up with all these the words. They're so, so nice. Um, so I want to start with the story of the Buddha. Now the story of the Buddha clearly is a myth, as you will see. Parts of it are, are mythological. <clears throat> and at the same time, it speaks to us today, here today, to us. So we'll start. Once upon a time, Many, many, many years ago, in the mountains of a place that is now called Nepal, there was a kingdom there, and the queen of the kingdom was named Maya. Now, Maya means love, as the queen loved. And so she uh, was pregnant with her first child, and one night, she dreamt of a, a large um, elephant with six horns. And the elephant approached her and then came into her. And he did it in a, in a strong way, in a, in, a, in a mighty way, but it was also gentle. So when she awoke, she... <laughs> This, I think this is a really significant dream. <laughs> so she and she told her husband about it, Sudodana, and they decided they need to talk to somebody who really knows about stuff, really knows about the spiritual world and so forth. And so they went to what was presumably 
an astrologist. And these these were not just people who told your fortune, but astrologists in the tradition, in the Indian tradition, um, historically and currently, are people who know a lot about the world. They know about plants. They know about animals. They know about the weather. They, they have so much knowledge about the natural world. And they also know what the stars mean, what they're telling us, and what the plants are telling us, what all the natural world is telling us, and then they know how to interpret dreams. So that's who Suadana and Maya went to with their questions. And so the astrologist said, yes, indeed. That sounds like a very significant dream. And what it's indica indicating is that you will have a child and your child will be powerful and mighty. And he will be a king in the full sense of the word. And so the parents were pleased. And so they went on. Shortly after that, Maya could feel that the time of her birth was nigh. And so, as was the tradition of her ancestors, she was going to go to the, her home where she was born. That was the tradition at that time. And so she started with her entourage traveling. And she came to a place called Lumbini Park. With beautiful gardens, a beautiful park with beautiful gardens and trees and flowers. And they stopped there. And as she walked through the park, this is where the mythology really creeps in. <laughs> um, the tree or the animals, there were all sorts of animals there. There were cows, there were all sorts of creatures, the squirrels or what have you. I don't know if they have squirrels in India. But they stopped and they watched her as she was crossing, as she was walking across the park. And then they drew near to her. They approached her as if to kind of protect her. At the same time, the plants were seen, the flowers that were there seemed to turn their blossoms toward the mother with her going to be her new child. And at that point, there was a saw tree where Maya was standing. And it was as if the saw tree leaned out its branch so that Maya could hold on to it. And as she stood there, she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. So, as I said, this is the part where we realize this is a myth. And like uh, all good myths, in some parts, it's really hard to believe, hard to swallow. And some people can say, oh, that's a silly story. And some people can say, oh, that's preposterous. But we do know that the Buddha was a historical figure. Scholars will tell us that it was a historic, he was a historical figure. And some of these details, well, maybe not, maybe yes. Nonetheless, it's important to keep in mind that there's a reason 
for this mythological quality. So it's like a poem. It's trying to describe something, something that's very beautiful and not necessarily factual and maybe something complicated. So we might bear this in mind with these details. So as soon as the baby was born, the baby was born standing up. <laughs> Again, a little detail that may seem odd. <clears throat> and then he took seven steps. And he pointed to the skies and he pointed to the ground. And he said, I am the world honored one. In all the world and universe around, what I am is honored by the earth itself. And so it is told that the Buddha was born in our world. So today we, we stick with this story. And we could celebrate the birth of Buddha thinking it's the birthday party for some mythological guy who lived thousands of years ago. That's okay, but that's not really the point. Because the point of Buddha's birthday is to take a day out to celebrate a Buddha being born. But to do that, we have to understand what a Buddha really is. Scholars mostly agree, as I said before, that there was in fact a historical man living in this region of this world, of the world at this point in time. He was a great teacher and a great person. And today is as good a day as any to think about or to really thank this person for what he brought to the world. But today of all days is a good day to really think about what a Buddha is. So Buddha is not limited to one person. What Buddha really is, is a moment whenever great wisdom and compassion come together in this world in thought, word, or deed. A moment of selfless generosity that helps to free up the world. That is what a Buddha is. So from that standpoint, we are all, can all be Buddhas. Buddha is showing up in this world it's, it's when any of us or anyone in the world suddenly remembers how precious we are and how important all the beings and things around us are and how we are all so closely connected and how we act, speak, or even think from this place. Do you know these moments? Have you seen them? I saw it not that recent, not that long ago, 
uh, during COVID, I went to the dollar store and I was four or five people back from the cashier and a man at the front of the line, or actually he was in front of me. And there was a woman, obviously, um, she didn't look like she had much money to, to buy things. And this guy said, I'll get hers. No problem. That's a Buddha. That's a Buddha coming forward, being kind to someone they didn't even know. Usually we consider ourselves as I'm here and all of you, all the rest of you are over there. We're separate individuals. We feel totally separate, but suddenly in a moment that separation dissolves, even if for a second and somebody, sometimes even ourselves, acts with tremendous kindness and deep, deep knowing of what is good and what is right to do in the moment. That is a Buddha being born. There are Buddhas that last for ages. And there are those Buddhas that last only for a second. But it doesn't matter. They are all wondrous gifts to the world. Moments of Buddhas showing up are ours to receive and ours to give. And both are ours to celebrate. We talked about these moments specifically in the recent retreat with Peg and Flint. And they had us mention moments like this in our lives that we had either participated in or that we did, we did some kind thing, or were able to see the interconnectedness of everything, or we saw it or we actually did it. We're all Buddhas. We all have the potential for being Buddhas. So today, let's take a little time to remember to be joyful, to be thankful, and to even enjoy having a party together. For the truth of great wisdom and kindness arising in our hearts, arising in others, and greatly benefiting, nourishing, awakening, delighting, freeing up, and honoring the world. So now I'd like to read a poem. This poem comes from a uh, Sangha member of the Stone Creek Zen Center. And the person, uh, his name I believe is Corinne, and hence the name of the poem is Corinne's poem. When the Buddha is born, when the Buddha awakens, the Buddha is born with everything and awakens with everything. When the Buddha takes seven steps, he traverses the entire universe. He walks to the very center of how we happen with everything. The central, central pivot 
where things turn us and we turn things. When the Buddha points, points up to the sky and down to the earth, he embraces the entire universe. He embraces earth, he embraces sky. When the Buddha says, I alone am the world honored one, this is the lion's roar. This is a baby crying. This is our crying. This is our great laugh, a quiet truth, a gentle rain, bright sunshine in April. When the Buddha says, I alone am the world honored one, he expresses our true nature, our Buddha nature, how in the truth of relationship, everything gives us life. Everything upholds just this moment of just this person. The world honors this. And then the celestial flowers bathe the Buddha. Like this, everything and everyone in the universe bathes the baby Buddha. The world honors this. And then the celestial flowers bathe the Buddha. Like this, everyone and everything in the universe bathes the baby Buddha. The world honors this. And now today we bathe the baby Buddha. Just like he was born today. This is participating in the birth of the Buddha. This is participating in awakening as total relationship. This is joining the reality of the birth of the Buddha. It may be part of our practice to take care of awakening like a baby, like bathing a newborn baby. Our awakened hearts may need such tender care. Celebrating the birth of the Buddha is celebrating awakening in the world. The Buddha was born and the Buddha is born in the world. Awakening is not obstructed by birth. Awakening is not obstructed by the world. The world is where the Buddha is born. The world is where awakening lives. The world rejoices when a Buddha is born. The world rejoices when awakening is born. Today we join the rejoicing of the world. The rejoicing of the world manifests through our taking up a ladle and pouring tea. We hold a label, a ladle of joy and awakening pours tea over the baby Buddha. Okay. All right. So Anne, I wonder if you would have to speak more loud. On this happy occasion of the Buddha's birthday, flowers bloom and the wind carries their fragrance throughout the world. Way of love and truth that Shakyamuni opened so many centuries ago continues today right here, right now in our hearts and minds. 
enlightened and ordinary beings on earth and in the heavens honor him for his great gifts to us. His teachings sing out all over the world and expand across the universe. Everything is refreshed by this sweet Dharma rain. May the flowers of clarity and kindness bloom everywhere for the welfare of all. May the fragrance of his life forever pervade this world and may the compassionate light of his teaching shine endlessly and contribute to the peace and harmony of all beings. As we pour fragrant water over the Buddha, may all beings' hearts be lightened by truth and love. Okay, so now we'll be doing the circumambulation. When we get back up here is when you'll start.
wisdom, great perfect wisdom stupid.
offer the merit of our practice for the welfare of all beings everywhere. May all be relieved of suffering, fear, longing, aversion, and ignorance. And may we, together with all beings, realize the awakening. Today we celebrate the anniversary of the birth of Shakyamuni Buddha, original teacher. Respectfully, we the well springs of our lives, the original source of the pure Dharma world. Shakyamuni opened the way for us to live, carrying this true Dharma image forward. We humbly aspire to practice the perfections of generosity, ethics, patience, effort, awakening, and wisdom. May we realize the wisdom and kind actions together with all beings. Thank you, Lori. It's beautiful. Okay, well, have a have a wonderful yeah. celebration and a wonderful afternoon, and um, we'll see you the next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Remember, you're a Buddha. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>